Hey guys, Lance Zerline here. We're Houston. We're the city of champions. How about I give you another champion? If you've suffered an injury in an accident and would like a free case review, call the super team at Daspit Law Firm. They're champions. Free consultations are available 24-7. Dial 713-CALL-NOW. That's 713-CALL-NOW and DaspitLaw.com. John and Lance. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's John Granado and Lance Zerline. Good Friday morning, everybody. John and Lance, along with Dell, here with you on ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. Lance still and at the uh, Combine, and Lance... You came out a while ago and said, Chop Robinson. You had the Texans taking Chop at 23 in your first mock. And Chop, wow. Did you think he was going to run like that yesterday? Oh, yeah. My grade on Chop is a 67. Like, he's in my top 10. So, I knew after the combine, uh, Chop wouldn't be available. But, yeah, Chop is a freak on tape. So, he doesn't really know how to rush yet. But when you're that fast and you're that explosive and you got that much agility and all that stuff, you can just get your way to the quarterback without even having a great skill level. So yeah, I knew he was going to be a big tester. What uh, four four eight? Yep, four four eight yesterday. He's just another Michael Parsons. That's why, like, he's like he's built. He's two hundred fifty four pounds and ran a four four eight. That's so Come funny. On. That's so funny how much he made himself yesterday, huh? What do you yep. where you got him going now? We'll see. I gotta, I gotta turn in a mock draft soon, so I'm gonna push him up. Uh, I mean, he's not the most skilled rusher. These other, like Dallas Turner, tested well too. Latu tested well. Jared Verse tested. Every one of the big time pass rushers tested well. So, or they ran well. I gotta check on the vertical and all that stuff. But um, <clears throat> yeah, all those guys actually worked out well. Nobody hurt themselves. So I don't know what I'm doing with Chop, but I don't think he's getting a 23. Shoot, you may have to watch Ballard. Because Ballard loves these freaky testers and guys who are explosive athletes. So, you know, who knows? He might go to 16 with the Colts. But I'll have to figure out what I'm going to do with him. I think he's going to go earlier um, than expected. Edron Cooper was my pick to run the fastest 40. Uh, Bucky Brooks had chop. Chop won that one. I'm pretty sure he had the fastest 40 of all yesterday. But Edron Cooper ran fast, too, for me and him. So, uh you had that. You had Chop. Anything? Any other big news that uh, came out of there yesterday? Um, let me think. We've got the three quarterbacks who are not throwing. Um, I have to think about it. I was up late last night slugging gin and tonic, so it's kind of coming back to me slow. Wow. Well, who did you? Who were you hanging with last night? Um, my boy uh, Bobby Slowick. No, I'm kidding. Just Matt Money Smith is here in town and. His uh, he, he's basically had a radio career like you and I have. Only his has been much more eventful. His whole life has been eventful. Uh-huh. And we were just talking radio stuff, and then some some Chargers, uh, some some LA Charger scouts. One of them I know, and used to actually write for my football website. And then he went to the Chargers, been there for ten years, and uh, met some of those guys. Guy from uh, guy from Michigan who works with Sharon Moore. We talked about some of their players, and then uh, just told stories. So. I don't know the uh, <clears throat> as far as stories from the combine. I'm trying to I'm trying to think if there's anything significant I heard. I know that they're not. Oh, oh, I'll tell you something that was significant again. 
Ran into two more teams, Malik Neighbors over Marvin Harrison Jr. I'm telling you right now, the general public's idea of where Marvin Harrison Jr. is, the generational and all that, and NFL teams, I, 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 I'm not running into like any teams that have Marvin as a clear one. Nobody. And I don't have him as a clear one. I have Neighbors a little ahead, but I finally ran into a team that had uh, what's actually the second team that has Adunze ahead of Marvin Harrison. So I think that's going to be an interesting uh, storyline moving forward. And I do think I do think it's becoming more clear that there is going to be three quarterbacks in the top three. I, I, for a while, thought maybe we wouldn't see three quarterbacks. Maybe the Patriots would trade out. But I think eventually you're going to see three quarterbacks. Um, I, I made it into the Patriots' suite to say hello. It was groundbreaking because it was I may have been one of the first visitors ever uh, to go into a Patriots suite since Bill Belichick is not there. They used to say people – I went in and Joe Shane, the uh, the uh, general manager of the Giants, was in there talking to uh, Alonzo Highsmith and some of the other guys. And I said hi to Alonzo, and Alonzo introduced me to Joe Shane. He goes, "Oh man, we're really we're really goofing around now if you're letting this guy in here." Yeah. And I, he acted like we're like we're buddies, but like he said it like we're buddies, but obviously we're not. I'd never met him, so I think he was legitimately taking a shot at me. <laughs> <laughs> How is Zoe? Zoe's good. He's happy to be back in the NFL. He's like, yeah, college wasn't for me. But he did say, you know, we were talking about the expenses, how a quarterback costs you 1.3. He said, you know, we had to pay $1.3 million to get a quarterback for one year. And he said, the problem you're running into is if you want to recruit a player now, well, Zoe didn't say this. <clears throat> uh, no one actually said this. But, but one of the thoughts in the room was that if you wanted a high school quarterback, it was going to cost you a minimum $300,000 a year. Oh, at least. Well, and they want you're... their money up front, uh, despite the transfer portal, because there's some uncertainty about NIL right now, all the players want their money up front. And he's like, you know, this NIL stuff, he just said, it's unbelievable. You got players who you think you can coach. The, he goes, it used to be you could hear you. We could, he, some of the players on the roster don't aren't getting this like the starters aren't getting this and now you're having to pay money to incoming players more than starters are getting and it creates tremendous dissension in the locker room yeah i could imagine that but if you're a big time program it's more it, what they're not take they're not getting any 300,000 it's going to be way more than that i mean even i mean coaches have said it's a it's a million now oh if, no no he said starting well <clears throat> yeah that's the starting point yeah and That's the starting point, and they want it all up front because they're not sure how NIL is going to go. And he's like, "All up front, the transfer. Why would you? He, how do you claw back that money from a kid who's probably just going to spend it right away? Like it's it's insane." So um, I think there's there's a a growing discussion now that more and more college coaches and college personnel people are just going to. It used to be, hey, this is cool. Let's go to college instead of the pros. Get out of the rat race. Now it's like college is not – it's just not acceptable anymore. These guys just can't deal with it. So there will be all young coaches, like guys who grew up with this is the way the NIL works. Anybody that's an established guy that's used to the older ways, they're going to have to – a lot of them are going to have to get out of college. But new guys will – you know, that's just the way that it works. So they're not going to think any different of it. So I'm looking at – the this morning I'm looking at the ten best quarterbacks coming into college football next year, and one of them is Miller Moss, 
And he played one game, right, against Louisville and threw six touchdowns in the bowl game for USC. Yeah. And I'm, that's why I'm thinking, are we sure about Caleb Williams? I mean, we saw now Kyler's been pretty good. Um, Baker, you know, he got to the right team this year, and he's been pretty good. But Lincoln Riley products look really, really good in college, and they be, end up the number one overall pick. And they, they don't now they don't live up to the number one overall pick. So are we sure it's all Caleb Williams, or this is a, a another Lincoln Riley production? Yeah, I think it's a little of both, but I've been pleasantly surprised. You know, I, I do all this work and I develop my opinions based on the work and watching. And then, <clears throat> you know, I see the national narratives and I, you know, I, I'll kind of, at some points I may question myself at other points. I know I'm on the right side and I'm just wondering how this stuff develops. It's been amazing talking to some people out here that they kind of see Caleb like I do. It's not, he's a good quarterback, but there's nothing that's, there's nothing that's really, um, gen- there's no generational. That's not the tag on him. That's not who he is as a player. There's not, there's not that kind of stuff on tape on a consistent basis. So, I do. I feel a little vindicated in talking to people about, you know, this draft class. There's not. I don't think there is a drop dead number one lock of the you know lock of the century player who's going to make all these all pros. I think that's still to be determined. It's not something you etch in stone. So Caleb Williams is going one. With that said, <clears throat> it doesn't matter. Caleb Williams is still going number one. And what he's doing, which is not even taking a physical, you're going to start to see more and more players uh, try to exert their will on the draft. The problem is Caleb's going to be 1.1. He's going to be first pick, first round. However, there's going to be guys who try to start doing this as well. I remember Laquan Treadwell never ran a, a, a 40. He knew he was going to be slow, so he never ran one. But he also fell to the back end of the first round. Some of these guys are going to push a little too hard, and they're going to find that they don't have enough leverage to do that, and they're going to cost themselves some money. But uh, there is a thought that you know the combine is going to be robust, and it's, it's always going to be the same thing. But uh, there are going to be some high-end – there's a, there's a little bit of a disappointment that three quarterbacks are not uh, throwing here, the top three, and on top of that, the Malik neighbors didn't run because this is a blazing fast track at Indianapolis. And <laughs> I was with somebody yesterday who said, you're a fool. If you're healthy and can run and you don't run here and you wait to run at your pro date, you're an absolute fool because you're never going to run faster than this track. And supposedly there were, there were people out blowing – uh, there were guys who were working who were blowing the uh, the track, uh, you know, blowing it so that some of the, you know, those, those pel- the uh, not pellets, but, you know, they use chopped up tires, stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. And so they were blowing it to, and all that does is make it, and the thought was that just makes it faster. It's a harder track and it gets even faster. So I was looking at some of the, I may go over some of this with Underdog. Underdog Fantasy has some 40-yard dash times that you can go higher or lower, and I was looking at some of them, and I know Somebody in there is taking my information. I think it's probably Josh Norris who works for them because they have Roman Wilson's 40 as a 4-3-3. That's exactly what I've been telling everyone he's going to run. I should have shut my mouth because now I think they've used – some of these numbers are really fine-tuned on underdog. And there's going to be – Nate Wiggins is going to run a blazing fast time um, today 
from from uh, uh, Clemson, the cornerback. He's a guy that I think the Texans should be considering at 23. So we'll uh, we'll see how it goes today. But it was a good first day of the combine. Good to see those pass rushers come out and and uh, looking forward to and, and you know those are some awesome guys that I'm looking at for the Houston Texans linebackers. Looking at some linebackers for the Texans too. So. What Everybody happens? Watch, uh, watch with an eye on the Texans. I what happens with the great white hope, Cooper DeJean, with um, his broken leg now? Well, too bad for him. Too bad. What do you we're mean? Move, Isn't it too bad for safety now? We're too bad for all safety. of you guys because you two have been trumpeting his his NFL prospects as I guess as opposed as a shot at me because there's a thought that I don't like white football players. Or yeah, something. yeah. So how how do you guys react now that he's fragile? Oh, name your favorite white cornerbacks over the last ten years. Jason Del. Seahorn. Well, it's not even no 10 years. over the last ten years. Um, the the Dolphins have one named Ethan Bonner. That's your fa- that's your favorite. It's the only one Why I know. Would it not be. Who okay. else? Would I, who else would it be? That's what's racist about. It's not it. racist. It's racist. I don't have an issue. Play better is what I say to you guys. Oh. <laughs> Just is what I'd better. say to you guys. Right? You're positioning it as I'm me sorry, against you. Me and John are on the field. You're telling us to play better? No. You're positioning it white as corners. I don't like white corners. I tell you guys, you know, your great white hopes to play better. That's all. That's all I'm saying. So the, the, where, does, where does he land, uh, Lance, with the broken? He, he said, yeah, I had I had a broken fibula. What's up? What's up? Um. That's not honestly. That's not that big a deal. I no. mean, you just got to get it checked on. That those things heal in what like eight weeks. So I don't think it will be a big deal. Everyone knows he's going to run fast, I guess. But he's. It is going to be interesting to see how quickly it heals. And then uh, I always thought he was going to be a second rounder anyway. But maybe he's maybe he is a first rounder. I thought he'd be a second, but some of that's based on I think some of the lateral agility stuff because he's going to be fast in the straight line. He's a former track guy. So without being able to run, that actually hurts him. Well, and he can return punts. He can <clears throat> great punt return. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So at that, that dude's got some value and changing the course of history. History is changing here, Dell. Yeah, Dell. We. Got I hope, I hope you're not Wild. too uh, put off by it. Okay. Put hey, off by John, what? Can you remind me who the offensive player of the year was this year? It, where? In, in the in NFC. Football? Yeah. Yeah. What? Christian McCaffrey. Yes. Oh, white running back. Well, Why is can this? You, can you remind me who newcomer of the year was defensively? Oh, I'm sorry, Riley Moss. Nice. You made that up. It could be a. It could be a category. You made that up. Special teams newcomer of the year, Stop Riley it. Moss. That's not a thing. It could be, but it's not. You don't know. No, I do know. It's not a. It, there was no. There was no segment at the NFL Awards gala or show about new co- special teams newcomer oh, of the year show every award of the oscars no all the technical stuff they they put and they just they just tell you real fast they scroll it across the screen they even do it on a different day so the day riley before Mo- they did newcomer awards so riley moss won best gaffer in football is that what he won he won best gunner on a as a newcomer the, the mm. conversion rate for special 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 teams newcomer of the year is like best gaffer uh, we're breaking it here. Seven fifteen, ESPN ninety seven five and ninety two five someone three seven eight zero three seven seven six. We got to talk about this Rockets thing yesterday. Oh, oh my goodness! Alpy's in the doghouse now. We I will know. talk about it on the other side, right here on ESPN ninety seven five and ninety two five. You're listening to ESPN ninety seven five. 
listening to Houston's longest-running sports radio morning show. From the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's John and Lance. Welcome back here on ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. John and Lance along with Dell. And Abigail is here today, Lance. Adele, did you know that? Abigail was here today? Yeah. She's young Abigail. For Lance. like an hour. Not an hour. Like 35 So what minutes. is she doing? She's, she's training to do our show? She's training because she will be the producer for the Charlie Up show that's now moving over to Nice M5 exclusively. Oh, nice. It'll be in that studio. So she has to learn how to do the camera stuff, get the stream going. And actually, yes, at some point, I don't know if you know, but we're kind of short on bodies around here. So at some point, she may have to produce this show if I'm out or whatever. So we need more people who know how to do it. Yeah. I heard her say that uh, she thought you should blow your nose today, but that's what, that's all. I don't know. That's I'm all. a little bit, yeah, I'm a little bit stuffed up, a little bit. Uh, because you were out drinking all night. Well, and it's also 20 degrees outside. I just want you to know you're not me. Okay. I know. No, I, no, I can't do that. Right. So, I was looking at the clock. Money goes, let's have another one. And I was like, oh, I really just want to go see Griselda. I'm, I need to see how episode four finishes. <laughs> hey, of Griselda. Of, of, oh, you're you, still on. You episode. couldn't understand that because he's still got oh, mucus in his nose. done with that. How far <laughs> into Shogun are you? Well, I'm not watching Shogun. Oh, who? Dell? I've watched the first two episodes that are out. I've watched. And then is the next one comes good? out next week. I don't know if I want to watch Shogun. It is good. Great reviews. Danny, oh, Danny you watch Warriors, but you yeah, won't Warriors, watch Shogun? Nope. Racist. It's, no, Warriors well, super he, dope. Why? Because he likes Chinese over Japanese? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> no, I like Japanese just fine. Yeah. Shohei ain't having none of this. Married Shohei. Okay, yeah. so is it like, does it have some warrior features to it? You mean nudity and violence? Yes. Yes, it has both of those. Yeah. I'll watch it. Yeah. the book Is was, it as good as Banshee? I mean, is, is it well, as aggressive as Banshee? Banshee has unnecessary, no, egregious Banshee violence and nudity. Gratuitous. <laughs> yeah, it's not leading t- to the story. The nudity in this one is about you the story. You are cast on Banshee unless you're ready to get down. Yeah. You're either going to get murdered or something else. No, Banshee no. was a, a Cinemax show. That speaks to Banshee. Yeah. This is Hulu and it's prestige television exclusively on Hulu, I think, um, unless they have an edited version of on FX, because I don't think they can oh, even get away with this stuff. Shot, uh, no, well, produced. well, there are, if you like boobs, there are boobs there. If you like a decapitation, you'll see that. I already told you with the guy who gets boiled alive and you see his skin sloughing off. Giving away all, everything. Okay. It's the first episode. You'll be fine. Decapitation, sex, and boiled alive is giving away everything? He's giving away everything. I didn't give anything of the story. There's going to be sex, nudity, boilings, I mean, decapitation. That's only the first episode. I don't episode. even have to watch it now. That's only the first episode, John. There'll be more. Uh, Boilings. Uh, anyway, uh, 713-780-3776. More. There's, what, what is the talk there about Saquon? There is, I mean, it's story after story after story <laughs> about Saquon wanting to be a Texan. Nothing. There's no talk about it. That's just people keeping alive. There's, there's, there's no talk about it. If there's something going on, it's behind the scenes. You can want all you want, but right now I think the big problem is teams can't figure out what value on running back is going to be. They keep wanting to push the floor higher, and no one likes that McCaffrey contract. So, if that's the sh- if that's the aiming point, you know you couldn't get it from your own team. I don't think you're going to get it from the Texans either. So I don't really know. The fans are going to push hard, but we'll see what the Texans do. Alexander Madison <clears throat> is going to be cut from the Vikings. Yep. He's a guy that played in the outside zone scheme under Gary Kubiak. Like he's a guy now. You know, he's limited. He's like, if Damian Pierce could run outside zone, 
that's kind of like what Alexander Madison is. He's a really good backup. If you wanted to go instead of a uh, motor, if you wanted to go with Alexander Madison, he can, he can play all three downs and he might be a guy that you look at and he's a cap casualty. Once again, he'll check in at about $3 million. So, you know, they could go in the direction of remember the Mike Shanahan mo- mode and Kyle until they got, I mean, this is a Kyle mode too. It was you can find running backs. He had a huge year with Steve Slayton. That's what Slayton had the big year, John, under under Kyle Shanahan. He went to San Francisco. Elijah Mitchell was having big yep. years. Jeff Wilson. This is the first time that I've ever seen this style, this scheme of running game uh, go target a big-time player. This was the first time uh, uh, going with the trade for McCaffrey. Aaron, Aaron Jones, outside zone scheme guy, he was like, a day three running back uh, for Green Bay. It's just you don't usually spend high draft capital uh, or a ton of money on the running back position in this kind of uh, running game. And I know Bobby Sloak wants to get to a more traditional outside zone, you know, get the wide, get the linebackers flowing. And if that's the case, you need to find a zone back. I'm telling you, Saquon's a great running back. He's not a perfect outside zone back because he doesn't really see it. He's too hesitant, but it may not matter. They may go after Barkley, but I have not heard one thing linking Barkley to the Texans right now. And this is where deals are being made right now. Yeah. So, yeah, that said, Elijah Mitchell and Jeff Wilson, and they went out and got Christian McCaffrey, you know, the best running back in the game. So, you know, I I, I could see this, the Texans making a bit of a – but but you know what? Like you said, nobody knows what the market is. They might be able to establish – I don't want any three-year – $36 million. Oh, don't do that. Please don't do that. But I think I could see Nick Casario do it. I think they're going to make a splash with a kind of a big name because, you know, the, I, I just call it the Christian Kirksey syndrome that, that Casario has had. Just, just guys, this year he turned it around with the Dalton Schultz with, you know, well, he went, you know, a, a, a few San Francisco guys with Jimmy Ward and Hassan Ridgeway and, you know, but but he, he actually got some free agents with some meat as opposed to just guys that he did the first few years that he was uh, bringing in free agents. I think he goes and gets a, a kind of a name this year. Well, but, and I don't think he's targeting name. I think he's tar- he may be targeting best players that happen to have names. You know, it just kind of coincides. So, yeah, I do think with the amount of money they have and where they actually stand right now, where they look like they're ahead of schedule, I kind of agree with you. I, we'll see who's left after all the tags are done, but I do think that you may – you may see the Texans bring in one and maybe two guys with kind of a Dalton Schultz or above Dalton Schultz type name value, yep. probably even higher than a Dalton Schultz. All right. So last night the Rockets was the, the oh my god! If you talking about we were talking about the Cougs and how they can't shoot thirty three point three percent from the field last night, twenty four point four from three. <laughs> 11 of 45 and 33 of 39 for the game. That is awful. Awful. You know who caught it last night? The other night it was Jalen. Sit down. Sit down. Come sit over here in the fourth quarter. Last night, Alpie. Here's, minus 17 for Alpi. How about minus 17? 23 minutes. 23 minutes for what you think is your cornerstone piece. On a night that Victor Wembanyama is beating Oklahoma City practically by himself, 
your center is sitting watching Jock Landale in the fourth quarter. Foul, foul trouble for Alpine, obviously bad play. He was frustrated, got a tech as well. He was not having a good night. No, the, he was. He fouled he, out. Well, I told you, didn't have a good night. He was awful. He was awful. Here is Ime talking about Alpi last night. It seems like, you know, he makes a quick move and misses it. and kind of hangs his head at times. And so that's what I'm saying. You have to continue to play. And um, some tough foul calls that he got. So a few touch fouls. And I think he let it frustrate him a little bit. And obviously he saw the kind of culminate with the, the technicals getting tossed. But a tough night for him offensively. And that's, you know, one of the guys I'm talking about. It's not your night every night. You still can impact the game. And um, I think we had it to six, you know, three, four times in the fourth quarter and went the other way. And we're that close. And. Uh, my message to him is continue to play, uh, still play defense, still rebound, still do the things, and we've all seen how it can flip, um, you know, in a quarter or so. So, got to stay focused as far as that. Yeah, he was just, it was just, just bad. Three for eleven, zero for six, just not good. I mean, he's got to. There's got to be a lot more consistent. Now they fell way behind, and Jalen actually brought him back into the game in the second quarter. And you know Cam had a role in it, but Cam was five of fourteen. Although well, he was plus Jalen is a thing. John. He was plus ten Jaylen. on the on the field, and he got into a fight with Devin Booker, which was nice. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, so I mean, it this uh, this team, it just is. They just so fall so far behind. It was it felt like it was over in the first quarter, down sixteen in the first after the after one. I mean, how is it that they start like this? It just seems like almost every game, even the game that they beat Phoenix, that was twenty to four, was twenty to six, I believe, to start the game against Phoenix last week when they beat them. Uh, it just is. What is the deal? Why can't they stop? Maybe they need. Maybe he does need to sw- switch it up. The starting lineup. Did you enjoy the Jalen Green experience last night? The the explosion early in the game, and I have the numbers because I was watching him. Go, okay, Jalen is on one in the first half. They were running plays for him. They were setting brush screens, and he was coming off screens and, and looking really good. He was at the half. 24 points? I believe, and at the I'm, I'm pulling up the numbers right now because the, the difference between what he was at halftime and how he finished, now he didn't make a, like a last-second three to get up to 34 points, but he was 7 for 14, 5 of 9 for 3 for, 29, for 21 points. He finished 10 of 28. So he made three shots in the second half, shot 14. So he's three out of 14 in the second half because he got – he may gave him the green light because of how he started in the first half, and the red light should have come on at some point. But Jalen was like, nope. <laughs> yeah, nope. ended 10 of 28. Yeah. Which is just typical. There was one play in the game which speaks to some of the disconnect. Jalen hadn't shot well. It was in the fourth quarter in the Rockets because they, they pulled the hack of Nurkic, and that got him back in the game. Um, he kept missing free throws. He finished like 8 for 16 or something like that. So they were getting opportunities, and they're down six. And Jalen's calling for the ball. He's waving his arms at Cam Whitmore. Cam Whitmore's like, excuse me? Mm. You think I'm giving this ball up? And Jalen like raised his arms and kind of dropped his head because it was just no passing, a step back three from Cam Whitmore that he didn't make. And Jalen exasperated. Jalen, that's how your teammates look at you. It's the same feeling. That's what he was doing in the first half. He was just. It was like, and it was working because I'm I'm like, oh my goodness, what do you, what do you do? Oh, he took that shit. That was a good three, actually. You know, he just he he actually took a step. I'm like. Well, okay, it's working, 
until it wasn't anymore, until yeah, it stopped working. I was trying to judge his growth because I, I watched a couple possessions in a row and saw him make a couple threes, and then he had a dunk on, on a breakaway. And I knew no matter what the coverage was, no matter what the situation, he was going to get a shot up. And I think they put two on the ball, so they kind of gave him some pressure. He lost it and for a turnover. And, and on the next possession, he took. <laughs> I think the next time he had the ball, he took a bad shot. So the minute Ime said, you got this one because you're you're going good. It turned into what we've seen from Jalen really throughout the year. He had a he did have a really good first half. Yeah. But the governor was off in the second half and he, he didn't find it in the second half. He he actually kept him in in the second quarter and then Yeah, and then you know, they got to within six with a couple of minutes left. And you think, ah, there's no and then nah, nah, we ain't doing nothing. That's all. But uh another road loss for this team. It just is they're, they're, I, I don't want to hear about tanking. I don't want to hear about trap. They don't have their own pick. They Well, they do. It's a top four protected. But you're not getting in the top yeah, four. Well, yeah, you're not going to. You're not I'll, getting unless, in the top four um, unless, yeah, unless you're you extremely get the lottery. lucky. You get, you get extremely lucky. It is a lottery. So, but well, still. right. But how many, how many games do you have to lose to get more ping pong balls for what? You ain't getting in the top four. No. No. So yeah, you ain't. I just I don't want to hear it. I want to see wins. I want to see him improve. I don't want to see Elpy. I don't want to see thirty three percent shooting. Thirty three percent. That's awful. Thirty three percent from the field and twenty four percent from three. It was a it was a special night for Alpi. He, he got that sixth foul, so he fouled out anyway and got ejected. Yeah, so, so nice, well done. You're well, out, and you can't watch the rest of the game from the bench. Beat it. Beat it. Look, it was a now you can't even sit here. Yeah. yeah, we prefer that you see the rest of the game from the locker room. Twenty-three minutes from your best best player, allegedly. Time to talk about uh, home bank. It's your it's your bank, babe. babe. Since nineteen oh eight, home bank has been around. Now there are business and personal banking solutions for you. Okay, here's the deal: is if you are looking for uh, checking for your business, checking for your personal life, all of that. They've got local bankers that are going to help you reach your financial goals. One of those goals might be to make your money work for you. Well, they got great CD rates right now, 5.15% on a 7-month CD or 4.75% APY on a 14-month CD. The minimum balance is $2,500. Now, these are really, really impressive rates that you – I don't know if you're going to find them at other banks. I have no idea, but I know you're going to find them at home bank. Minimum $2,500, 5.15% on a 7-month 4.75 on a 14 month. You got five locations in the area River Oak, Sugar Land, Gulf Freeway, Baybrook, and Friendswood. Visit home24bank.com for more information. Home Bank, member FDIC. ESPN 97.5. You're back in the Veritex Community Bank Studios with John and Lance. On ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. All right, welcome back here on ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. 713-780-3776 if you want to get in here on ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. Um, nationally, I, I, I mentioned Wembenyama. I, I, don't, I don't even like I don't like that guy. He doesn't like us. Screw Victor Wembenyama. But he against Chet Holmgren last night, head-to-head. I think Wemby's got the he locking up. 
the uh, rookie of the year? I guess, but Chet's playing really well too. But you know, Wimby, people want to vote for Wimby coming in. They already kind of made up their minds, probably a lot of people. But I think the way he's starting to play now, he's starting to do some historical stuff every once yeah. in a while. So that's probably going to lock it up. Yeah, and yeah, he's sitting all kinds of rookie marks. I mean, they're nobody comes up. Well, baseball comes up with obscure, you know, over the you know a hundred and. Over these last 107 days, this guy did what? Over 100 and that's the greatest 107 days in you know, NBA what? In baseball history or whatever. They come up with these uh, obscure uh, marks that guys are setting, and Wimby's been doing it time and, and time again. Um, Caitlin Clark says she's going to come in. She's going to uh, enter the WNBA, and she could. She could make more money in her fifth year at Iowa than she'll make there. I think eighty thousand is what she'll make, right? That uh, Darren Rovell put that out there, something similar, and people crushed him for it, saying she will still she would get paid by the same people who are paying her while she's at Iowa. It's and then true. She'd have an, a WNBA salary as well. So apparently, people are pushing back on that particular. Uh, I, I, are you sure she's going to be as popular in the WNBA as she is at Iowa? Well, she does the State Farm stuff, and I don't think will that change. No. Yeah, but she's going to just make what I mean. What would Iowa pay? What would they? What would they pay her to keep her there? Well, as much limited. as she I fills mean, that arena. I mean, well, other than South Carolina NIL. and Connecticut yeah, and LSU, when they're good, really good. I don't think it's the same money. Like I don't. I don't think it's crazy. We're not talking about a, a college football quarterback. There's not the same revenue generation. It's they're good. I mean they they sell out with Caitlin Clark, but still, that's not the same as what we're talking about because of TV money and and no. I I thought about this too, and I I was on the side earlier of hey she could make more, but when you think about it, she kind of transcends women's basketball to an extent right now. I mean as much as you can. Uh, because, and I do think she's going to keep getting the State Farm and lots of other stuff because everyone's looking for a really good female, um, a good female endorser, something to hit a different segment, a different market on different products, and she's going to be it. She's going to be one of the best ones. Um, Angel Reese made a ton of money doing that this last year. Caitlin's going to keep doing it. It's probably true. She's she can make her salary, and she'll get a special exemption salary, so her salary is going to be a lot higher. Uh, in the WNBA than the average salary, and then she's going to keep having endorsement money come in. I don't think it's going to change. I don't know. I think that she is going – I think – I don't know. I think that she would make more in, in college. I think she's going to be more popular. You <clears> would, <throat> look at how many – I mean, honestly, you almost get lost in the WNBA. Well, does Nike pay her now because whatever shoe deal she gets – Yep, that'll just be a shoe deal. It won't be an NIL deal. It'll just hey, Caitlin Clark's our star athlete. We're just going to yeah. give her whatever. Yeah, well, that's gonna get, I mean that, that's she that. can get she can have a shoe deal. It's the same thing. I don't know that she has one now. That's what I'm no, saying. No, but she well, if they if she doesn't, then Nike's stupid. Well, Whoever, this they is the point. The groundwork, but, the but and now that maybe they decided they they don't give shoe deals to W uh, college women's players. I'm not sure, but I haven't seen her on oh. commercials for Nike. <clears throat> I don't know. I don't see well, Caitlin. they weren't allowed to before, but now they are. Well, I just don't. I don't see Angel Reese doing stuff for Nike as far as being in the commercials. Anyway. I don't see. So maybe Nike has a deal when she gets to the league of the WNBA. She'll. I don't. She might probably get. A, she'll probably get her own shoe. That'll be an endorsement deal. Shouldn't have Adidas, one now. Yeah, they're gonna. They're gonna fight for her. Look, I, I. I get what you're saying, John. I think the popularity 
in a weird way is is probably more with women's college basketball uh, yeah. than, than maybe WNBA. And I think you do get lost in the shuffle, but I don't think, but I think that like she now will be in a professional market. Which team is she going to? Indianapolis, Indiana. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I still, I mean, it's not exactly the big time, but either is Iowa. Um, and I just think that all the advertisers, if you think about it, she's already built her brand. So everyone wants to be a part of Caitlin Clark, whether she's at Iowa or wherever, she's going to be on all these commercials. I'd love to see her play college basketball another year. Um, I do think she's going to get more lost than the WNBA, but I mean, it is what it is. It's she wants to move on and try her luck professionally. I don't think this is a financial decision. I think she wants to play against better competition. Yeah. Someone three, seven, eight, oh, three, seven, seven, six. Julian wants to get in here and uh, talk on the radio. Hey, Julian. Good morning, fellas. I was wondering, uh, first off, I want the Niners to resign them, but I don't think we'll be able to. We don't have enough money. Aziz Al-Shair, I thought y'all were going to get him last year. What do you think? Do you think y'all will go back and get him? I mean, Christian Harris played pretty good, but Aziz Al-Shair has played in that system. He was top five in tackles all year, and I think he had like over 20 tackles the two games he combined playing against you guys. We are the 49ers South, so there is a good chance that we would get him. I mean, Domenico knows him. Domenico, I don't mind. I don't mind. No, he's a guys. guy I would, I would definitely consider. I think he's had, I think he's had some injury problems. So we got to look into that. I know he did. I think a little bit in college, but I believe maybe with the Niners, he has had it too. But yeah, you kind of go back to what you know. It wouldn't shock me at all if Domenico went with him. Uh, um, when we come back, we've got a sponsor who is none too pleased with us. Because we have not addressed the Texas Tech kid who doesn't believe that there's an outer space. So we will do that <laughs> on the other side. He says, I'm pulling my sponsorship if, if y'all don't. If, if y'all can't even address this and set the record straight about Texas Tech. We'll do that on the other side right here on ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. You're listening to ESPN 97.5. We're taking a break. Okay. That's cool. Listening to Houston's longest running sports radio morning show from the Veritex Community Bank Studios. Here's John and Lance. All right, it's uh, 74080 on ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. So, in order, now we're, we don't we don't let sponsors dictate our 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 uh, our shows. Since when? Well, I guess we do. We pretty much do. We let them tell us what to do all the time, I guess. As long as they pay us money, we don't care, right? You guys want a whole segment on the show? Yeah, Let us know, as long as you pay. Talk about Billy Brown plunging toilets. We'll do that. I had a conversation with Billy Brown a couple days ago. Did you? Yeah. What'd you two talk about? I'm going to... His golf game? How you're a terrible friend. I'm a... What? You're a bad friend. I'm a great friend. Yeah, I'm going to be speaking for Billy coming up here soon at some maybe next week. And uh, he's a Clear Lake guy, so we're going to get together and have lunch and talk about how bad you are of a person. Oh, see, he's not going to like you at all because Billy will have a couple of beers with you. Well, and Todd you, will be there. And you won't have any beers Todd, with anybody Todd, Todd, because Todd I, you're selfish. Todd and I will be there until Todd will probably drink with him and we'll we'll discuss how yeah. awful you are and how great I am. He, he'll bore of you quickly. It's he'll, fine. He'll he be seemed so very, bored. He seemed like he liked me over the phone. Well, he can... Well, he'll lie like that 
because he's a nice person. Look, he'll bore of you quickly. I think people bond over your, their dislike for you, so I think we'll be fine. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, good. We're gonna go to lunch with Dell, and we'll drink lemonade. So he he'll enjoy me drinking less because I'm not drinking. How come he can't just drink and have fun with the drinking? Because people like to drink together. Well, he'll drink. not everyone drinks at lunch. Well, we, me and Billy do. When we, when he'll we drink get together. with Todd. Todd Probably will drink with him. Yeah. Okay. So he likes me more than How you. How are you drinking I'm these sorry. days, John? I'm How sorry. Billy likes days? me more than he likes you. Well, if Billy went to lunch with you right now. Would you be drinking with him? Del, no, that's why I'm not going. That's why I'm not sponsor. going now. I don't congratulations on right picking up a new sponsor. You would think Del. John would have heard that story and go, "Hey, someone else wants to adver- Billy wants to keep yeah, advertising, great, and Del. even with me, yeah. that's great for the station and yourself." He's going you. you no. to well. bore you quickly because you don't you. drink. Oh, I'm sure it'll he'll Here. cancel. He'll cancel soon. Wow, what an awful person you are. Um. Anyway, Billy said, "Hey, you're going to talk about Texas Tech, the defensive back who doesn't believe in outer space." So here is the sound from okay, okay, Dell. Can you can you give me an estimate of how much money the NFL brings in at the combine? I mean, now this is a made-for-television event. It's prime time, right? Selling advertising. Let's hear the sound from Tyler Owens. Well, well, you, I get it. You want to blame the NFL, but. To add some actual context, it's just some guy pointing his phone at the kid um, in in a media situation. There's a word we call this, but there there are innocent ears in the room next next to me, so I won't say it. You know that word we use, the GB. What, in the gang gangbang? Well, she, thankfully my mic was on. She couldn't hear you. Uh, yeah. But, yes, that. So I can't blame the NFL completely. I stand with Lance in his league here. Uh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, me and Lance. Cheap-ass NFL. Let's hear it. You guys are discussing that you don't believe in. Nah, I don't believe in space. I'm like, you know, I'm related, so I think, like, we're in strong right now. I don't believe in, like, uh, the entire clip is this. What, what, what led you to that point to believe that? Cheap ass Lance. So nice job, Lance. Very early in the clip, after you hear the reporter pretty clearly, he goes, nah, I don't believe in space. And the I'm guy religious. asked, what, what led you to this? And Lance told you. He said he's religious. I'm real religious, so I think we're alone right now. I don't think there's other planets and other stuff like that. But that and doesn't mean end, space like, doesn't. It, one, one thing you would have picked up if you kept the, the, the clip going is at the end, he starts talking about seeing flat earth videos. And it really opened up some no. interesting thoughts for him. Yeah. I thought I used to believe in the heliocentric thing where we used to revolve around the sun and stuff but then i started seeing flat earth earth stuff and i was like this is kind of interesting they started bringing up valid points so i mean i don't know could be real couldn't be is this what they're teaching at texas tech now cody cody Stutes, how do you feel about this okay cody Stutes, red raider kev what are we what are we doing here des i know you're listening isn't she a texas tech person too how embarrassing for Texas Tech. I mean, come clean it up, Tech. Clean Get it your up. man's Tech. By the way, they're having a bad week. Flat Earth, and this is, like, I thought we finished with Flat Earth with, like, Kanye and Kyrie. I thought we were done with Flat Earth stuff. What, what, didn't Tech, what happened to Tech with the University of Texas basketball? Like, they were throwing stuff on the floor, right, when one of their players... Got a foul call or got thrown out? Well, six-year senior Brock Cunningham yeah. threw a, a hip check, 
good enough for a, a hockey enforcer on one of their players. He got a flagrant two and ejected, and they started throwing, throwing stuff. stuff. So the coach, Grant McCaslin, I think is his name, had to come on the microphone and tell everyone to knock it off because they received a technical. The team received a technical for for the fans throwing stuff on the floor. So it, is it possible to throw stuff on a flat earth? I guess it's. I guess that's possible. Stuff will fall. Because oh, John, is- don't get into this. You're going to. You're going to start looking as stupid as Tyler Owens. Yeah. Is it possible to throw stuff on a flat earth? Yes, that's what I'm questioning right it's now. It's flat, John. Yeah. Um, well, apparently, oh, pretty sure Owens picked up a lot of his space knowledge in his first few years in Austin. That's a possibility. Oh, he's a transfer from Texas? Yeah. I, oh. Yes. Oh, my gosh. This is what we're learning. This well, is what look we're who's on the phone. Kids. Oh, Longhorn Scott. Longhorn, what up? Speaking of which. You know how they say things have a way of working themselves out sometimes? You know, like, say, hypothetically, a guy starts off in Austin, but but then eventually winds up in Lubbock, (laughs) and then reveals themselves to be a complete moron. And then you think to yourself, well, things just seem like they're where they need to be. Hmm. I mean... Um, and never mind that kid. Let's say even if this kid was like a tech legacy or, or not, let's just back up a little bit, guys. Right? And nothing from nothing, not from not from nothing, right, John? Um, there, every everything in this earth exists for a reason. Every kind of job exists for a reason, and so too does every university exist for a reason, right? But not everyone get it. Not everyone can get into. Texas, right? So let's say you can't get into Texas and you can't even get into A&M. And then you're left to look around and say, well, what are my options? I would argue that the guy who says, you know what? I can go to Cougar High, which is right down the road in a great town with a great nightlife, lots of women, lots of fun. Or you know what? I can grab all my stuff and drive like nine hours to Lubbock, middle of nowhere, a town who's most known for smelling like a feedlot, and where the penicillin drug reps are crushing it, yeah, that's where I'm going. I got to say, to me, that makes you really stop and say, does a guy that decides that's the destiny that they, they need to, to achieve, what does that say about him? And so a guy like Tyler Owens, yeah, it's just things level setting, man. He's where he needs to be, where he belongs, man. That's all. <laughs> Scott did not address the fact that in the latest report from Wall Street Journal's top 100 colleges, A&M was 39th. Rice was like 51st. No Texas top 100. What I want to know is how does Rice fall? You know, Rice was a top 10 college not long ago. How did they fall to 51st? NIL, sports. Yeah, all they did because all they care. It's known as a sports factory now. It's not known as a diploma place. Well, yeah. All they're doing is putting all their effort into sports. Wow! Don't say that. You know how many rice people are just your the 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 uh, faculty there is just turning over in its grave. Even if it's still alive, they're turning over in their grave right now. You saying stuff like that? Hate the athletes there. Um, You know how when when a player um, comes from school and they're very proud and. And like there'll be, hey, this player came from here. Do the rice 
educational people tell their athletes who become famous. Like Jack, what's his name? The guy who kicks for the the Lions? Uh, Jack Fox. And then you have Anthony Rendon. Hey, hey, don't mention you played for us because it's not something we're looking for. Like everyone else is like, yeah, that guy played. Does Rice go like, say, talk about your high school. Don't mention you played. Well, in the football program, they loved that they had two tight ends in the league. Of course. Luke Wilson with a couple of L's. He had to be different. Or a couple of S's, whichever one it was. He, and uh, they had another, I forget the other one, who the other one that they had. Like for Rice, are they going to ask McCaffrey not to claim them when, if he makes the league? Could you talk about something else when you no, talk about? No, I think he'll be he'll be proud of his. Well, the football f- f- people will, but like the academics, yeah. yeah. Don't mention please that you, don't say that you, you that you came to the school. Please don't say you came here. Seven fifty seven, ESPN ninety seven five and ninety two five. We had to have uh, Longhorn Scott chime in. Well, I'm Lubbock. Well, he heard. About, well, of course. Where did did Lubbock finish ahead of um, of UT Lance in that in that survey? Um. I didn't see. No, I think they may not have actually. Tech I wish, didn't finish ahead I of them. For the sake of argument's sake, that we could say yes, but I, I didn't see Tech in the top two hundred. Okay. All right. All right. Well, I don't know. I just, I just, I saw how far Texas had fallen. I'm just, it's just, it's, it's embarrassing, Scott. It's embarrassing. Your, your degree is worth less now. How would you, how would you tell the people how Texas has gone down? How they went like this. Straight down. Straight down. Straight down. Why don't Why don't you do a? Th- why are you not doing a thumb? You're doing horns. Well, did, that's how you do. You say you're going straight down. With usually people go fingers, thumb, but you're doing horns. Well, I'm horns just down. I'm doing four fingers. That means you're went you're you're sliding even further, not just one thumb. Uh, the double horns down is aggressive. Double horns down. <laughs> you see that when someone really hates Texas. <laughs> I love Texas. <laughs> Time to take a break. 713-780-3776. You want to get in here. Come on, hang with us. ESPN 97.5.